0: Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we are here to do another trailer talk episode and also talk about the uh, TV Emmy nominations for 2020. But I'm your host Matthew and joining me today my co-host is Robert. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing today?
0: Doing good. Here to talk about some uh, quality television with nominations and some brand new trailers. Uh, So it was comic-con at home i think that's what it was called last week not as many trailers trailers as what we usually get but i picked out four uh yeah one two three yeah four trailers (laughs) uh that i liked from comic-con i did watch some other trailers but these are the four that particularly appealed to me as well uh, so let's jump straight into things. Uh, Truth Seekers. This is a new show from Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, who have worked on a bunch of films before. Uh, just a quick question: Have you seen their films that they've done together, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and something the others. Cornetto trilogy? I'm a the big Cornetto fan trilogy. of it. Yeah, cool. Well,
1: uh, that's what, what the Simon Pegg calls it. So, yeah. What was the one with
0: the pub called World's uh, End or
1: something? World's End. Yeah,
0: that was the one. Wasn't that the that was the last one that they
1: did, They did, wasn't it? I, I mean they've done a ton of movies together paul yeah. uh was one of them that was a that was a pretty fun one but uh yeah that was that last set of what they consider the cornetto trilogy yeah paul was the uh alien wasn't it I think. uh-huh so uh
0: but they are working on a new comedy um i wouldn't really call it horror uh new, new kind of comedy spooky sort of series i suppose uh
1: for amazon it got a new trailer um robert what did you think of of the trailer itself It's definitely a Nick Frost production. You can definitely see that. Oh, yeah. I would call it more of a spoof of anything than anything else. Um, I I don't know if they're like super popular in the UK, but here in the States, there's multiple uh, shows where people go out and, air quote, discover the truth about things (laughs) like Bigfoot and ghosts and hauntings and all that other fun stuff. There's at least five or six that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, And then you get. Into the History Channel and some of their more wacky stuff, as like the Secret Life of Hitler after World War II and things like that, right? Um, to where it's just they they find a way to justify it, but you just know somebody's <laughs> just making this shit up, yeah. Um, so it it looked like it was more of a, a you know parody of that than anything else. I don't know how too scary they'll get into it, so um, but you know it's Nick Frost. I'm a huge fan of Nick Frost. He's very funny i mean even when he's doing serious like game of thrones season one you know he's still enjoyable to watch so i'm definitely gonna check it out at some point
0: yeah i I remember when i think uh me and david talked about when this was initially announced and we were like yeah this is a really good fit you know streaming platform it gives them a bit of a change as well it's a tv show as opposed to a film it's nick frost and simon Pegg. they're changing up a little bit what they're actually doing but you can still from this trailer, tell that they're okay. The, the core of their comedy is very much there, and that's not going to be you know missed or whatever uh, for, from this show. So I I think this is ripe to be really really good. I think this is this is kind of I think this was a logical next kind of step for them. I think so. Yeah, a comedy kind of spooky uh, spoof kind of thing for, on on Amazon. Uh, I think this could do could do pretty well. So are you going to check that out when it comes out?
1: Yeah, I don't I didn't see or at least I don't remember a date for that launch obviously that's something that they've finished i'm i'm hoping they've at least finished principal filming and so it's just a matter of uh you know cgi and post-production it's not something that they're gonna show and then let go like four or five years later
0: yeah yeah i haven't heard about what stage they were at for filming and stuff like that so we'll have to see but hopefully they managed to get that all relatively filmed um i don't think there was even a year put on this from from what i remember so could be this year, could be next year, we'll have to wait and see but uh, hopefully they did, they did get a good amount of filming done or all of it done hopefully because from what I understand from most productions that have got all their f- major filming that they needed to, to to get done you can do all the rest of the editing pretty much from home so we shall see uh, speaking of films that have, you know, things that have taken a long time to get here uh, switching it to, to films New Mutants got a new trailer this film was supposed to come out I think two years ago or something there's a little kind of jokey sort of thing at the start of the trailer of like uh, the first date which i think it was april something and that gets crossed out and then the next date it puts on there i think it was like four different dates they all get kind of crossed out they did put a new date on there i think it was the 28th or the 24th of august that's that, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen um i don't think um so what do you well, think well that's assuming
1: the... that they 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 do a hard stick to a theater release um some movies have been going straight to digital yeah. Um. So maybe they'll put it on a digital platform. Maybe Disney Plus. Maybe as a pay per view, something like that, hmm. on that date. Uh, which I'm fine for. I've never been a fan of the theater experience. I mean, it's just getting too damn expensive. But you know, if it's on a streaming service that you already have, or what I've been doing, I've been catching up on some movies. You know, I'll just hop on my Xbox, spend five bucks, and run an SD version of it and watch it on my couch. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you th- what did you think of the new trailer?
1: It's interesting. I'm not that familiar with the characters that they've uh, got for the show. Yeah, but you know, I'm always willing to chuck something out new. But you're right. I think they. I actually had to look it up. I think they finished principal photography in 2017. So that's how long this thing's been delayed. Jesus. Yeah. It's been it's been a long time. It, mm. It's so annoying because at least
0: here in the UK. This film was about two or three weeks from coming out, because uh, I'm pretty sure it was going to be *Quiet Place 2, Then it was going to be, I think, *Mulan*, and then maybe *New Mutants*. I might have the order slightly wrong, but it was literally, mm-hmm. it was literally two or three weeks from getting released, and then like everything got shut down. So it was just about to come out, because um, at least here in the in the UK, um, I think we went into lockdown the week before. A Quiet Place got, got was about to get released, or that the film got delayed. Uh, Quiet Place Two, I'm talking about, <clears throat> got delayed like a week before it was going to come out. So yeah, just as these some of these films were going to come out, they uh, all got pushed. So um, I I don't think you're going to see this on any platform on August the 20th, whatever it's going to be. I think it was the 24th or the 28th. Um, I mean, look, if cinemas still aren't open at that point, which I don't think that they're going to be, or enough cinemas are open at that point, I think you got to just delay it again. What, one thing I was kind of thinking about as well for films, you know, you, you do have certain films at the moment that do have some dates. You have got this, which is for August, I think. Black Widow scheduled for September. Uh, you've got Wonder Woman, which I think is October. What you should do: all the films that have got release dates in the next couple of months, so like August, September, October, basically for the rest of the year, <clears throat> cancel all those release dates. Uh, I don't know if it, you, I don't know if this works like business-wise, but this is just a suggestion or whatever Uh, i don't work for this company so i don't know how you know the financial stuff kind of runs with it but just cancel all the release dates for those not the films obviously just you know pull back all the release dates tenant did it it's pulled itself um indefinitely and all that then wait until there's enough cinemas with enough opening dates out there if you get what i mean and then from that date you should then plan when it's going to come out because the further the more and more this goes on which is probably going to be at least a couple more months these films are just going to get delayed over and over and over again. And then you're going to, you're going to see new mutants get delayed and then black widow and then uh Wonder Woman and probably top gun and whatever. They're probably all going to get delayed. Uh, I'm not trying to like be negative or whatever. I'm just trying to look at the situation, how I see it. So uh, what do you think in terms of that?
1: Yeah. Um, something that's something funny that happens over here is every now and then somebody will rent out a theater and show their like small movie that they filmed And then buy out all the seats on their own just so they can show on the billboard charts that they have the number one movie in America. (laughs) Which I find absolutely hilarious because nobody actually shows up to the movies. So they're not breaking social distancing or quarantine or anything like that. But then they still get their name and their numbers out. Now, obviously, they're not doing that on a large scale. They'll rent out like one theater and then buy 100 seats, which is not cheap to do. But I don't doubt that the theaters where that actually happens, they're actually happy for it because that is a little bit of income in this day and age. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw like November for you know Wonder Woman 1984 and Black Widow, which I'm shocked they're still trying to do a theater release for. I, I would assume that uh, Disney Plus would have already put Black Widow on there by now because when you think about it, everything that they can finish up Um, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, uh, WandaVision, things like that, those are all interconnected. Uh, And the problem is, you know, pushing, I mean, obviously Black Widow being a, a, you know, between uh, Civil War and Infinity Wars, you know, you don't have to worry about that as much. But with all their interconnectivity with, you know, WandaVision leading into the Multiverse of Madness and leading into that, leading into that, one thing gets delayed, you got to push all that back.
0: Yeah, I mean so. they're, they're going to have to do that. So, yeah, the the one, uh, one, one kind of thing is you can't really put Black Widow on Disney Plus because it won't make its money back, or it won't make its its money because you'll put you're then putting that on a streaming service that people are paying what six dollars a month for, and six to won't... twelve depending on if you get the 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 upgraded version or not. So yeah, so. I you can't really do that plus there's probably contractual stuff in there as well so I, I see what you mean about like just putting on a streaming service but logistically I don't think you can you can do that like business wise because then you're not if I'm not saying black widow is going to make it but unless it does because did Disney sort of averages that per, per film it won't have any chance to do that because you won't be buying the film you'll just be subscribing to a subscription service and then watching a film and then that's, yeah, and that's and it.
1: that, not going to make that money anyway just because, you know, with social distancing, you're not going to be able to have full sold-out uh, theaters. You know, at best, you're going to have 30 to 45% for each theater mm-hmm. um, And unless you make every single screen dedicated to that one movie, which is more possible nowadays because there's less movies getting finished, so there's less movies coming out, so you got to fill those screens somehow – but even if you do that, even if you have 10 screens going with Black Widow at the same time, what are the odds that you're going to get enough of an audience to even do that?
0: I mean, you'd have to put the film out for longer. So that if you if you did have a reduced audience, which you'll probably have to do, you'd put the film out for long, a longer period of time, I guess. So. We'll see how it all works out, but uh, yeah, back to the the New Mutants, the actual trailer itself. I'm I'm kind of excited for this film, a little bit. I mean, it's probably not got, like, a future. This is a one-and-done film, pretty much, because X-Men's going to be rebooted whenever that's going to happen. Um, but no, I, I was never really on the boat of, like, okay, this film's going to be bad. At least I don't remember saying that. I might have said that on the podcast, like, two years ago or something. But um, ever since we've actually seen, you know, a trailer for this film and stuff like that, I've not really been on a situation of where, okay, this film's gonna suck, like, get rid of it, or whatever, um, because it does have, now have, like, less meaning, I suppose, but it was never gonna really be connected to anything anyway, so even, you know, past the whole, you know, Disney buys Fox and is gonna reboot, um, X-Men anyway, uh, this isn't part of the whole, um, dark phoenix you know the 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 new trilogy that we got and stuff with um days of future past and that so it's always kind of been a different story anyway whether or not there's something in like the post-credit scenes that ties it into something we we won't know about until we see the film but uh i mean there's always the possibility that like okay if you get because maisie williams is one of the main actresses here if the film does do well and there is interest what's actually stopping them from Doing this as like its own own kind of thing, you get Maisie Williams back or whoever else is in this film, and maybe you do continue it. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. So, but I, I'm at least relatively excited for it. I think it looks fairly good, uh, and I think this is a you know because you, you, you're going to more of like a horror genre type of thing um, here, which we don't see too much really with, with superhero stuff as much. Um, so we'll see how that works. Uh, the next the uh, the next trailer we've got is Hellstrom. Which was going to be tied into a Ghost Rider series on Hulu. This show is also going to be on Hulu. But that Ghost Rider series did um, some time ago actually get cancelled. So that won't be happening. Uh, so this won't be crossing over with with anything particularly. It kind of makes me wonder with this. okay, You, you were going to maybe do this little two show kind of thing. Where you had Ghost Rider and you had uh, had Hellstrom. Um and this kind of being on its own. And it's probably not going to be tied into the MCU. It's not on Disney Plus And all that sort of thing. Um, I kind of wonder like. How it will fit into. The, uh, Disney's kind of. Um, comic book stuff. Here. Uh, the trailer itself I didn't think showed too much. It was an interesting little teaser. I don't know anything about these characters at all. So I'm interested to see what they're about when we get the next piece of it or whatever. Um but what do you think in terms of like how this fits into stuff or your your thoughts on the trailer?
1: Uh the trailer was cool looking, I guess. Um like you said yeah. it's not really tied into anything. Um so it does, doesn't really have that much of an impact to it, so Yeah.
0: Um so we'll see down the line if it ties into something or if they try the ghost rider series again or if there's another series they could make that ties into this. Um, But uh, not really sure So there wasn't too much from that one But um, I thought what they showed looked interesting But it was definitely a bit more of a teaser trailer Than uh, anything else So that's going to be on Hulu In the US, no idea where it's going to be on in the UK Because someone's got to probably buy the rights to it Which will probably be late I don't know, but we'll see And then the last trailer which we've got Is definitely something which I'm more interested in than new I think, Uh, The Fugitive Which is Kiefer Sutherland returning to TV, I mean he was in uh, Designated Survivor for like four seasons, Um, but returning to TV as an agent type of character. Um, For those of you that obviously probably know, uh, he played as Jack Bauer for several seasons of 24, and he was a CTU agent, at least for some of the seasons. Um, Hunting down terrorists was basically his job, and what this kind of looks like is Kiefer Sutherland back in that particular role, not as Jack Bauer, this is on... This isn't 24, this is The Fugitive, it's not on Fox, it's going to be on Quibi as well. Uh, It did get a new trailer, but just after... Because it's been six years since 24 has been on the TV, uh, at least from uh, Jack Bauer. We did get Corey Hawkins um, as Eric Carter in 2016, I want to say, 24, uh, Legacy as well. It's just cool to see Kiefer back doing this type of role. Yes, I know it's not Jack Bauer, yes I know it's not tied into 24, but... Just seeing, I don't know if this will sound weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. Just seeing Jack Bauer in, uh, Jack Bauer, just seeing Kiefer Sutherland in like the same type of job, I suppose. Hunting down a fugitive, a terrorist type of person and holding a gun and running after somebody is really, really cool to me. And yeah, just, just, there's a few shots in this trailer and in the first trailer that they showed several months ago. Um, ...of him just kind of hunting this guy down and uh, holding a gun and just going after this person and I'm very excited for this. One other thing I'm excited for is this starts, I think, on Sunday because it's going to be coming out on the 2nd of August. Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar with Quibi, I did actually do a um, streaming service review for them uh, a couple of months ago, I think. Um, It's basically this thing where you you can only run it on your phone. I did actually buy this lead recently... That uh, I got it today and I did test it out. It basically lets me plug my phone into my TV. So I can have my phone... My phone screen basically gets mirrored to my TV through HDMI. So I'm going to be using that for Quibi. So that I don't watch it anymore on my phone. Because I did do that with Survive. You basically get... uh, I think it's... I'm not sure if this is the same with every single show. But at least with uh, Survive. It was daily episodes. They're about 10 minutes each. And they add up to like a 2 hour kind of film. So it's sort of like you, you get like 10 to 15 minute sort of slices of a film that do do end kind of episodically. They don't just sort of cut off in the middle of a scene or whatever. They are edited as like mini episodes. But you if you watch it as like a, yeah, you can, you can watch it as like kind of kind of a film. Because that's what I did with Survive anyway, uh, the Sophie Turner show. Um, First of all, what do you think of uh, Quibi, the actual kind of idea of it? I think we've maybe talked about it a little bit before
1: yeah we've talked about it a little bit i've always said they're, they're if nothing else they're throwing a ton of money at it for uh talent yeah definitely. obviously they got Kiefer sutherland they got kind of a semi parodyish uh, i don't know if it's a movie or a show coming out called die heart which is kevin hart <laughs> playing a version of himself training to be an action star which could be very funny i could you be. never know yeah um my real thing with this is, I'm curious if it has any relation to the uh, old '60s TV show, The Fugitive. Uh, for I those of you don't that don't know, know, that ran from '63 uh, to '67, uh, starring uh, uh, David Jansen, who was in, uh, who's most known for like uh, Mannix and Green Berets. You know, big actor in the '50s and '60s. Basic plot was is that he was a doctor, he was convicted for a murder he didn't commit. He escapes custody. He stays, uh, you know, one step ahead of the police to, you know, find his killer. Um, so and then there was a movie in 1993 with uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, uh, what's his face? whose name I can't remember. Oh, uh, brain work. Han I Solo. Know.
0: I have no idea who you're talking about. Han, oh, Solo. Han Solo. Um, Harrison Ford.
1: Yes, Harrison Ford. I don't know why my brain went not pull up Harrison <laughs> Ford. But yeah, it was, it was a movie based on that TV show with uh, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones and uh, a couple other people. And then they did like a, a semi-related sequel with the, uh, um, uh, you know with a bunch of people where they expand on the fugitive retrieval to okay. uh um you know an escape convict, and that one starred Wesley Snipes and uh, Robert Downey Jr. as well. So. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So I'm like I said, I'm curious if it's related to that or if they're just using the same name. Obviously, you know, with the trailer, the guy's a, a suspect in a terrorist attack, and in this day in social media, you know, your face gets put out there. It's over. It doesn't matter what actually happens. Yeah. You're guilty yeah. before you're proven innocent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um. Sorry. What were you gonna say? Something else then.
1: I said, I mean, I could see that definitely be an interesting commentary on, you know, on cancel culture and social life with everything that's going on to where you're guilty before you're, uh, um, even step one foot in, uh, court or have one piece of actual evidence come forth. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's going to be out on Quibi. I
0: think it's Sunday, 2nd of August. I think that's the date. But, um, I'm I'm re- I'm just looking forward to seeing Kiefer back in a similar role as Jack Bauer, and uh, although it'll only be I think what well, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to even tempt myself to do this, but what I was gonna do is watch it every other day so that I get 20 minutes in total, so that I watch two episodes every other day. I'll, I'll see. I'd, I'll probably watch it every day. I don't know. So, uh, but that's gonna be that. Uh, trailer looks great. Kiefer's back. He's chasing bad guys, which is what I like to see. So should be pretty cool uh so let's end on that positive note we have keith sutherland returning with those sorts of roles let's go to a little bit of a break and then we'll come back and talk about today's emmy nominations see you in a minute
1: hey guys what's up this is donnie and i host the adulting with donnie podcast and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult i started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh that i have throughout the week My topics vary widely every week, movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard.
0: Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, what have we got here? We did just finish recording this week's Gaming Talk podcast, by the way, so have a look out for that later today as well. Uh, Talked about some Microsoft stuff, we talked about uh, FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer, the updates there, and a whole bunch of other things as well. Uh, Today, though, I did a, I guess, a written addition to Entertainment Talk, just about our spoiler policy, so if you go to listen to an Entertainment Talk podcast... And you're not sure if there's going to be spoilers on there. And you don't want that particular thing ruined for you. I did a spoiler policy article. I suppose. It's not a podcast. It's it's an article. Just labelling some of our different shows. When we do and don't put spoilers into certain things. And what you can kind of expect from that. So that's on the website. It is pinned at the very top of the website as well. So if you scroll up there. Uh, you can check that out. But of course if you've got any questions about that. Or anything for entertainment talk. We are always happy to answer those. So don't... don't um, hesitate to ask those. Uh, Amber Heard and Ezra Miller are involved with some different situations at the moment so I discussed their potential futures in the DCEU. Uh, Amber Heard does currently play uh, Mira in the Aquaman films and is supposed to be but potentially might not be. We'll have to wait and see uh, in Aquaman 2 which might be in 2022. Same thing with Ezra Miller he's involved with some stuff as well And I debated as to whether or not the two will be returning to their roles for upcoming films. Ezra Miller does play the current version of the DCEU's uh, The Flash, which has got a film which is supposed to be out two years ago, but it still isn't. We'll see if he returns for it. I discuss all of that and uh, some other bits and pieces on there as well. United cast Man United beat Leicester City 2-0 away from home and finished the Premier League season in third um, which is what we were trying to sort of, I mean we would love to have won the league But we knew that weren't going to happen uh, But we finished third and we did qualify For the Champions League for next season Which is really really good Which was one of the goals for the season So I'm really happy that we've managed to achieve that Gaming talk last week we talked about Xbox's Games Showcase Showing off a bunch of well games in their showcase and uh, we also saw a uh, demo from Jeff Keighley who hosts the Game Awards. He did a uh, demo with the PlayStation 5's DualSense that's what the controller is going to be called for the PlayStation 5 so we talked about that as well. Did two uh, TV season reviews, Once one is for Stateless which is a mini and limited series uh, on Netflix which you should check out starring Yvonne Strahovski I gave that a don't skip rating for it's limited series so have a look out for that and then did a uh, don't skip rating review for season one of cursed starring catherine langford um which is the first season as well um Uh, so there's that both of those reviews are spoiler free so you can have a look out for those as well last week's classic reviews season 4 episode 7 the cable guy with jim carrey continuing that season there'll be a new episode of classic reviews tomorrow for season 4 episode 8 continuing the jim carrey season as well so have a look out for that as well but that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms Let's go to the Emmys. The Emmys were announced today and we're going to read out not every single category but the the major big ones and we're going to jump straight in. Outstanding drama series. Uh, Outstanding drama series. We've got Better Call Saul, uh, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things and Succession. Um Robert, what do you think of these nominees for best drama?
1: Uh... I honestly don't know how many of them I've actually seen. I have to re-go through the list and try to remember. But I've never really cared too much about award shows and nominees because it's just a lot of glad-handing, a lot of pomp and circumstance, and a lot of people trying to make themselves more important than what they actually are. So, mm-hmm. uh, Which of these shows would you like to win? Uh, hang on, I'm pulling up the list again so I, could, so I can look and see if I've actually seen any of them. Mandalorian's Uh, on there. Mandalorian, I think, would be my pick if I had to pick any of them. I mean, that's the only one that I could think of off the top of my head that I've ever actually seen. So
0: yeah, I think the three that you've seen is Mandalorian, Ozark, and Stranger Things. I don't remember you mentioning the other shows. So
1: I've seen parts of Ozark. I'm like halfway through season two. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Where's drama? I got the the lists up here. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mandalorian I think is definitely the most popular. Whether or not it actually wins, I don't know, because uh, sci-fi shows like that tend not to win, so...
0: Yeah. For me, uh, in terms of what I would like to win, I'd like Better Call to win. Uh, it's been on for five seasons now. I don't think it's won a drama series. I Emmy, mean, it's been nominated a, a bunch of times, but... Uh, it probably just had its best season. Uh, it's got one more season. We don't know if it will be split into two parts yet. So we'll have to wait and see. So it's got this chance and maybe a couple more. Um, but I would go with Better Call All I think. I really like Stranger Things. Uh, Mandalorian was great. I disagree that Killing Eve should be nominated here. Uh, you do have later on Sandra O oh and um, Jodie Comer which got nominated. I think the actors on that show are really good. But I think the show started to go downhill a little bit. But I'm I'm more watching the show to see... What's going to happen with the two main characters? Well, I'm always in agreement that those two actresses should be nominated, which usually they do, but I don't think the actual, you know, for the for the drama nomination, the Killing Eve should be nominated. Uh, so for me, I, w- I would go with Better Cost but I'd be happy with uh, Stranger Things and Mandalorian um i have a feeling mandalorian might win but then i think it could be i don't know it could be any of them really so um we shall see i don't i think the least likely one to win is probably is killing eve but maybe that's just a bit of bias for me i'm not sure outstanding comedy series conserv- uh, curb your enthusiasm uh dead to me the good place insecure the Kaminsky method uh marvelous mrs mazel Shit's creek what we do in the shadows uh, finally, Shits Creek got nominated. Uh, it's a very, very good show. It did just have its final season, so this is the show's last chance to get nominated. Good Place, I love. Dead to Me is really, really good. Uh, I've seen some episodes of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've not seen any of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Insecure, or The Kaminsky Method. What We Do in the Shadows, Barry watches that, so he'll be happy about that. Um, I, I mean... Good Place and, um... Shit's Creek, this is their last chance to win it, so only one of them can. Uh, Between the two of them, I'd maybe go for The Good Place. I don't know. It's been nominated a bunch of times. I think this is maybe the first time Shit's Creek has been nominated. I like Dead to Me a lot. Dead to Me will have another chance because it's got a third and final season on the way, and the others I haven't seen. Um, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm the agreement with you that The Good Place probably has the best to win. Uh, To be honest, though, I have not seen any of these like any part of any amount of it at all okay all right um if i had to guess
0: which one's gonna win i have a feeling that insecure might win i i heard some good stuff about the the most recent season but i think that one's marvelous mrs mazel could win i think now that's one before so we shall see but uh yeah i'd go with either the good place or shit's creek dead to me was great as well but it's between them so uh, outstanding limited series little fires everywhere which i keep meaning to watch but I haven't yet i'm gonna watch it miss america which i haven't heard of unbelievable which i thought was the best show of last year and still netflix's best show unorthodox and Watchmen. uh so these will only get one chance because they're all limited series uh so you you did see Watchmen, didn't you you watched some of unbelievable i don't know about the rest for you
1: yeah i I powered through Watchmen. It was on a limited free view weekend on Hulu. Yeah. So I managed to get through that. Um, yeah, I've seen like two and a half episodes of Unbelievable. It's just, it, I couldn't get through it just because it was so monotonous in its tone and pacing. Uh, there was no real ups or downs. So uh, I don't know. I haven't the slightest idea what would win. Mm-hmm. So
0: I really hope Unbelievable wins because like I said, I thought it was the best show of last year. Uh, The only other one I've seen is Watchmen, Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, I kept meaning to watch but haven't yet, so I'd have to go with Unbelievable here. But I still recognise that Watchmen was very, very good. So, Outstanding Television, Movie, Uh, I don't have any opinions here but I'm just going to read out the categories anyway. American Sun, Bad Education, Dolly Parsons, Half Strings, These Old Bones, El Camino, Breaking Bad Movie, Uh, I didn't actually see that on the list until now. The Reverend and Unbreakable... Sorry, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's uh, Kimmy versus The Reverend. I'd have to go with the Breaking Bad film. Not only because it's the only one that I've seen, but it was very, very good as well. So, uh,
1: any thoughts here? I haven't seen any of these, so I really couldn't comment on it. Like, literally not a second of any one.
0: Okay, I'd like uh, Breaking Bad to win that. So, uh, Yeah, Bad Education is this... I think it's Hugh Jackman. He's playing as this teacher in a HBO film it is available on sky i haven't i just haven't seen it yet so there's that uh outstanding lead actor in a drama series jason bateman ozark ozark sorry sterling k brown this is us steve carell the morning show brian cox succession billy porter pose jeremy strong succession so two succession um nominees in there i've seen i'm on the same boat as you i've seen one season of ozark you've seen a bit more than that of me that that a bit more than that than than what i have uh morning show i thought was great i haven't i'm gonna start succession because i've heard so many good things about it but um i haven't yet pose i've not seen this is us i haven't seen so i will have to go with the morning show i do think that steve corral was very good in that as well so uh, that's an apple tv plus show uh what would you go with here
1: uh i mean i've only really seen ozark i don't have apple tv yet um Mm -hmm. So, I, I honestly, it's just it's just one of those things that the things that they nominate for these shows are not shows that I watch. So, I, I mean, I don't have HBO, so unless I get stolen on a free, free view weekend on Hulu, I can't watch anything. I don't have Apple TV+, because I have no desire to see it. Um, there's nothing really on there that's making me like, ooh, I gotta watch that. Um, mm-hmm. Never heard of Pose. I've heard think, of This Is I Us, think, but I've never... I think Pose
0: is an FX show, Succession is yeah. HBO this is us is nbc
1: nbc i mean i've heard of this is us i've just never gotten around to seeing it so
0: yeah i'm in the same boat as that it's a bunch of the i think all of it is available on uh amazon in the uk i've just not pressed play plus there's a lot of episodes of it so because that's like a 22 plus episode season so it takes a little bit of time i know that david watches that though Outstanding lead actress in a drama series: Jennifer Aniston. This morning, uh, the the morning show rather. Uh, Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Laura Linney. That's the mum, isn't it? From Ozark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra O Killing Eve, and uh, Z- Zendaya. I think that's how you say his name. Say her name. Sorry. Yeah. Z- Zendania, Zendania. Zendaya. Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya. Yeah. It, between for me, um, I mean, I haven't seen any of The Crown. Laura Linney was uh, pretty good in Ozark, from what I've seen. Jennifer Aniston was really good in the morning show. I think I'd have to go with Zendania here. Uh, Zendania. I'm not going to say her name properly ever, am I? Um, For Euphoria, I thought that was really good. Apparently there's a season 2 on the way, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I thought that was a good show. That sort of, to me, is like a British version of Skins. It's not an actual remake, but it's same genre, same sort of dark kind of storytelling and all that. As I said earlier, I'm always happy to see Jodie Comer and Sandro get nominated for as long as Killing Eve is going to be around, because they're always really good, but I'm just not... Um, quite all there with the, with the show being nominated but uh, Zendaya um, I, I want her to win this actually I thought she did some really 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 good stuff in uh, Euphoria so which is another HBO show uh, what do you think for this list this category
1: uh, well I haven't seen any of these shows outside of Ozark and I haven't seen that in like a couple of years um, I am familiar with Sandra Oh back from her uh, um, Great, Grey's Anatomy Grey's Anatomy days so I know who she is and I know the range she's capable of acting. I'm just not mm-hmm. a big, you know, ser- serial killer fan, which is never why I've seen Killing Eve. Um but her and Zendaya I mean obviously I know who Jen Harrison is. I watched Friends back in the day. Mm-hmm. She has had a couple of, of really funny movies since then, but nothing that's just like been like super amazing. Um if I had to pick, I'd have to go with Sandra Oh over Zendaya, just because she's been in the industry longer. I don't think she's gotten nearly the recognition that she should have from Grey's Anatomy. So. Cool. Uh,
0: but I'm going to go with Zendaya, whose name I'll never be able to say, probably. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Don Cheadle, Cheadle uh, Black Monday, Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy, Le- Levy Schitt's Creek, uh, and Rami Youssef? From Remy. Um I'd have to go with Ted Danson. It's his, not his last chance to win an actor award. He's going to be in other stuff I think as well. But uh, it's The Good Place's last chance. And it's his last chance to win. That particular award for The Good Place. Um, I haven't seen any of the others actually. In here. Uh, Don Cheadle. I like him as an actor. I'm currently watching House of Lies. Which is a Showtime uh, show available on Sky over here. He is He's War Machine isn't he? In, yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, he uh,
1: replaced uh, um,
0: the guy Parents from Empire. Howard. Yeah, the guy from Empire. So, uh, what would you go with here? Because I'd go with Ted Danson.
1: Uh, I mean, I could definitely see Ted Danson. He did really good in that role. Um, I have a personal uh, bias towards Eugene Levy just because I'm familiar with all his work and career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been in so many really funny movies um, over the years. Obviously, they're judging it on this year um but uh just one of those things that I've, I've seen him for so long i'd love to see him win something but you know that's just me personally cool
0: yeah i'd go with probably ted danson here again you've got two final season shows good place and Shit's creek eugene levy T- uh, ted danson so however those i think is good plus i've not seen any of those other actors in those shows so outstanding lead actress in a comedy series christina applegate dead to me rachel brosnan I think is how you say that, her name uh marvellous mrs maisel linda cardelli Car- cardellini cardellini that's it uh dead to me Catherine o'hara Shit's creek uh isa ray insecure um and tracy ellis rose let me just scroll up a second uh comedy series drama lead actress so i've scroll i've scrolled past, past this a little bit one of the one of the problems that i had lead actress in a drama series which Ray Seahorn would be under, which she's never been nominated as, for uh, Better Call Saul, which is a crime. Um, and she's been snubbed again this year, and it's just, it's it's crazy. Uh, I know you don't watch, like, Better Call Saul and all that, the uh, the prequel to Breaking Bad, but it, it, particularly this year, what they did with her character and, and all of her performance in that, I, I think is a major snub. So that's very, very disappointing. Um, I know you don't have too much to add in terms of that because you haven't seen the show but yeah it's 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 starting to be a theme every year that like you know the the one what the one kind of actor actress sorry who hasn't been kind of nominated who deserves to be and she's just been snubbed again so
1: yeah um personally i mean obviously i've not seen any of these shows i do like um you know if i had to pick one based off of the actress and the body of work I'd have to pick Christina Applegate more than anything else just because she started her career on a show that could have easily ended her career. And mm-hmm. like a couple people that have, that were on that crew did not have a career after that. I'm talking about the old, old, old Fox show married with children, which goes back a long time. Uh, Ed O'Neill, who you probably heard of, um, Katie Seagal, who was on uh, sons of anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they they all did their roles so well that they found it hard to get other roles after that. Like there's a real famous story in uh, with uh, Ed O'Neill, to where he he'd been playing his character of Al Bundy for a really long time, and then he gets this role as like a super serious guy, and so they're doing the test screening for the movie, and he comes in and he's all like like stern and serious and whatnot, and the whole <laughs> test audience just starts laughing because it's Al Bundy. And he had he had some problems getting roles after that. And Christina Applegate had to play this absolute brain dead, ditz, dumb blonde stereotype, real you know slutty before they you know started not doing characters like that anymore. Right. Um. But it's a, it's one of those roles that it's really easy to get only remembered for that role. So the fact that she's still getting roles thirty plus years on, um. It's just a testament of, you know, sometimes you can break out of your, you know, your pigeonhole. And so if I had to pick someone, it would just be her just because of that. So. Cool. Uh,
0: again, you've got another final season person here. You've got uh, Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek uh dead to me like i said is going to get one more chance because it's got a final season coming up uh marvelous mrs mazel i haven't seen all of blackish i've never seen and insecure i've never seen so i'm gonna go with either katherine o'hara or christina applegate uh which they're both good in their shows so and this is where i have a really big problem outstanding uh sorry not in this sorry it's in the in the next category so i'll, I'll save my outburst for a minute uh, outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie, Jeremy Irons, Watchmen, uh, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, Paul Meskel, uh, for normal people, Jeremy Pope, Hollywood, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True, which I haven't checked out yet. Uh, the only one I've seen in there is Watchman. Jeremy Irons did a really great job. I really liked him, so I'm going to choose him. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the only one that I've seen. I'm not quite sure, outside of the time skip... As to why they had him do uh, that character versus the actor that played it during the movie, um, not to say that he's not a bad actor, he's really really good. He's done a ton of stuff that I've seen and liked, um, so I have no problem with the actual casting. It's just it's always weird when they time skip, uh, you know, a TV show from a movie, certain amount of years in the row, and then they replace the actors mm-hmm. to reflect that change. So, yeah. Uh, but no, I'd definitely go with uh, Jeremy
0: Irons here. He did play um, is it Jim Gordon in Batman v Superman
1: and uh, Justice League the 2017 No, one? that was somebody else. I don't think it was Jeremy. He, he oh, played no. A- uh, Alfred. Alfred.
0: Alfred, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it was uh, J.K. Simmons who did. Uh, yeah. Jim Gordon wasn't. Yeah, mixing my uh, actors up. But uh, yeah, I'd go with Jeremy Irons there. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, now is when my outburst happens. Out outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie movie i've been saying for an entire year almost merit weaver or ketlyn denver deva sorry for unbelievable and neither of them got nominated they can never be nominated for an emmy for that show again because it was a limited series and it's a damn shame it's good that unbelievable got nominated for a limited series so it did actually get a nomination but I I I couldn't believe because I was watching these awards live and that with I think it was Leslie Jones, uh, Josh Gad, Tatiana maslani, and uh, someone else was there as well. And they were just they were ticking through the nominations for this particular category. I was like, you got to say Merritt Weaver or Caitlin De- Denver, but they and they just didn't. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm massively disappointed by that. But uh, the people that did get nominated, sorry, the the women that did get nominated here, uh, Kate Blanchet uh, for Miss America, uh, Chiara Haas for unorthodox, Regina King, Watchmen, Olivia Spencer, self-made, Kerry Washington, Little Fires everywhere. And I am going to go with Regina King for Watchmen, not only because that was the only one I saw, but she was really good in that, like really, really good in that. I mean, there wasn't many bad actors or actresses in Watchmen anyway, but she was, uh, she was pretty good. So
1: what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you on the Regina King. That's the one, again, that's the, one, the only one I've seen, but it I'm familiar with her work, and I've seen a lot of stuff that she's in. As for Caitlin Davers not getting that, I got to wonder if that's kind of a Hollywood thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, and I've, I kind of danced around this a little bit, but Hollywood politically is very, very, very one-sided and uh, Caitlin was on a TV show for a few years that started an actor that was not on that side and very vocal about not being on that side, and I'm wondering if this is some little amount of punishment for that because they, they do do that. There's a lot of revenge. There's a lot of actors that came out politically and never worked again. Hmm. So, I, you, I mean, you're never going to be able to prove it, but the cynic and... Uh, is the, the yeah the complete cynic in me is wondering if that's part of the reason why so it's possible so uh still doesn't uh
0: quiet down my disappointment i'm trying to th- i was trying to think of the right word and i had a brain freeze moment there but um yeah it's it's just a shame i just hope that unbelievable wins for a limited series or movie so, mm. what can you do? But you know, I gave her Best Actress for last year, and I would know has uh, for a Matt Reaver. Uh, so I, so I had no hesitation about that. But uh, yeah, so we both pretty much picked Regina King there for Watchmen. Uh, let's go through a couple of other categories: Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, uh, Nicholas Braun, uh, Succession, Billy Crudup. Uh, the Morning Show, Kieran Culkin, Succession, Mark Duplass, The Morning Show, Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul, Matthew McFadden, uh, Succession, Billy Wright, Ritford, uh, Hamish Tal, Jeffrey Wright, Ruswell. Gosh, there's a, there's there's a few good ones in there. Uh, Mark Duplass, a little bit less so than two others I'm about to mention, but he was really good in The Morning Show. A little bit of a well, he's literally labelled as a supporting actor, so he was a he was a slightly smaller. A tier character in uh, in the morning show, Giancarlo Esposito. Every time I see that guy on screen, it's just, just a treat. Whether it's in the little Far Cry 6 trailer or the Mandalorian, or for Better Call Saul, which he plays a, a bigger role in uh, Gus Fring, he he's one of the most talented men in in the industry. Just just the way, like he, he's not really a very physical actor per se. Like he doesn't do a lot of like action scenes and whatnot. But his uh, if you want to talk about delivery of dialogue goodness me is he's, he's right up there so um you got him and then the other one i was going to mention is uh jeffrey wright for westworld who i think has continued to just get better and better and speaking of jim gordon he's going to be the new jim gordon in uh the robert pattinson batman film whenever that
1: comes out it's supposed to be next year but we'll see uh, any thoughts on these yeah i mean i'm in agreement with you with Jin uh, Carlos esposito he definitely has a presence about him. oh yeah he just comes on the screen and he just owns the screen um, I am familiar with him, obviously, from Mandalorian. He did a weird, you know, post-apocalyptic show that didn't last more than two seasons where electricity quit working. Um, he was really what, intense on that. In that. Cool? Uh, Revolution, I want to say. I'd have to look it up here real quick. Okay. Um, and I'm, like, 99% sure that that's him, but let me just make that... Uh, double-check on that... Uh, yeah, it was 2012 is when that came out, and yeah, that is him. Um, and I, I tried to like the show. I had to quit watching this show when they did the big reveal. And this is 2012, so I'm not going to care about spoilers. To when it was uh, high end nanobots that got you know, released into the air that shut down all the electricity. I'm like, nope, I'm out, done. Okay, uh, it was a JJ Abrams production, so you know, lots of lens flare, a lot mm-hmm. of interconnected things that had no reason to be interconnected in terms of people knowing people knowing people. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's done some amazing stuff. Um, definitely would give it to him uh, for anything on that. So. Cool. Nice. Uh, so that settles that.
0: Uh, so my actual choice, I'd go with Giancarlo Esposito. I don't think I can pick someone else in here because he's just, like you said, he's just got that presence and uh, I look forward to it more and more. So... Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, Helena Bonham uh, Carter. The, the Crown. Uh, Laura Dern. Big Little Lies. Julia Garner. Is that the daughter from Ozark? Julia Garner?
1: I'd have to look it up. I think so. Uh,
0: Tandy Newton. Westworld. Fiona Shaw. Killing Eve. Sarah Snook. Uh, or Snook uh, Succession. Meryl Streep. Big Little Lies. Uh, Samira Wiley. Uh, Handmaid's Tell. there's a few good choices in her, Laura Dern was really good, Tandy Newton's always been really good in Westworld, uh, Fiona Shaw, a little bit less so, um, Mel Streep was just ridiculous in, like ridiculously good in Big Little Lies, she's, a- again, she's one of them Giancarlo Esposito actors where when they're on screen they kind of steal it from everybody else and Big Little Lies is much more of an ensemble show than what Better Call Saul is and yeah you've even got you've got like Reese Weatherspoon, Nicole Kidman some other big actresses in there, uh, Zoe Kravitz and uh, Mel Street was introduced in season 2, Big Little Lies and yeah she just stole the screen whenever she was on it so I think I'd have to go with her just because of her, her presence on the show but Tendy Newton really really good um, and some of the others were really good as well, uh, what do you think?
1: I mean, if I had to pick two, it'd be a tie between Bottom Carter and Meryl Streep just because they've been in the industry so long and they've done so much that that tends to weigh in their favor for winning awards, regardless mm-hmm. of the actual performance or not, because they'll get nominated just because of who they are. Um, I mean, Ozark's the only one that I've actually seen out of those. So, um, I mean, yeah, but I'd have to go with one of those two. Cool. Carter Streep. Mm
0: -hmm. So that was supporting actress comedies. No, that was. uh, Drama. Drama, drama. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. There's just a couple more we're going to go through and then uh, we'll finish up here. Mahershala Ali for Rami. 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 Uh, Alan Arkin at the Kaminsky Method. Andre Breyer for the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Sterling K. Brown, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, I didn't know he was on that show actually, uh, and that's the guy from This Is Us, isn't it? Uh, William mm-hmm. Jackson Harper, The Good Place, good that he got nominated. I didn't actually know that. Um, Daniel Levy, Shit's Creek. Uh, I wouldn't call him a supporting actor. I wouldn't call Daniel uh, Levy a supporting actor in Shit's Creek. Definitely not, but glad he got nominated nonetheless. Uh, Tony Chabal, uh the marvelous is Mais- Mrs. Maisel, and Kenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. I'd probably have to go with William Jackson Harper. I think he's always done a good job in The Good Place. Um, But, yeah, I'm just confused about the Daniel Levy um, and William Jackson Harper. I wouldn't say he's a supporting actor in The Good Place either. He's, like, one of... Yeah, he's one of, like, the four main characters, so that's a bit weird.
1: Yeah, but but, uh, um, they tend to be supporting actors if they're not, like, one of the first two or... first two listed. It's a credits thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a credits thing.
0: But, like, he's one of the main you know like janet michael chidi all eleanor everyone he's like one of the main people within that but nonetheless he's been nominated which is the important part here but yeah, i'd go with uh william jackson harper for the good place plus it's also his last chance to win it so what do you think
1: well that's one of the things uh andre brower is not somebody that i would call um a supporting actor in that he's amazing yeah. on brooklyn Nine Nine because it's it's really hard to do deadpan Without coming off like you don't know how to act. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's been in just tons of stuff. He did a run on Law and Order. He did a run on House. He did a run on Men of a Certain Age, The Andromeda Strain, Thief. Uh, just He's got a really long list of career. Um, and he's funny as hell in being deadpan on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, William Jackson Harper is kind of the same boat. Um, he's you know got a pretty good career as well. So honestly, I'd like to see Andre Brower win it. Cool. Nice. Uh,
0: outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series this is the last one that we'll do. Uh, Alex Borstein, uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Darcy Card in The Good Place, finally she got nominated. I didn't know that either. Uh, Betty Gilpin, because during that presentation, they didn't read out all of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty Gelpin for Glow, um, Marin Hinkle, Mother's Maisel, Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live, uh, Annie Murphy, Shits Creek, um, Yvonne Origi, uh Insecure, Cecily Strong Saturday Night Live. I would absolutely go with Darcy Carden without any hesitation here. Uh for a good place. Especially I mean, I know it was last season's episode, but that does that uh Janet's episode and she's just just been consistently good so i i like Annie murphy as well but i i have no hesitation about saying darcy carden uh what do you think
1: yeah i'm gonna agree with you on darcy carden being hilarious and now that uh there's some of the other like ancillary stuff has been coming out like they they rebooted uh, to tell the truth and darcy's been on a couple of those and she's hilarious when she's uh you know just being herself um uh, Betty Gilpin. I actually have seen Glow. Um, it's one of those. The first season is really good. The second season did, kind of falls off. Did
0: I say, that I, did I say that? I, what I meant to say? Is I've seen some of that. I can't remember what yeah. I just said. But yeah, I've, um, I've seen about seven episodes of it. So
1: yeah, and, and Glow is more interesting to me because I was alive and had watched that show when it was an actual wrestling-ish show. Right. Um. So I remember that, and so it's kind of always it's always weird when something that obscure as a kid as a tv show gets remade into a netflix series <laughs> um but yeah i have no problem with the, going to darcy carden
0: yep i got no hesitation about that at all and then the i'm not going to read the whole category but um uh tony colletti did get nominated for unbelievable for supporting actress in limited series and that's a very good thing as well so at least one of the three main um leading ladies uh or at least to me leading ladies i know she's She's noted here as a supporting actress, but she was one of the two detectives alongside Merritt Weaver. So, yeah, glad to see that that's in there as well. Um, And I think that's enough of the Emmy stuff. We did the trailer talk. I think we did everything we wanted to do today. So, some good stuff. Some big misses for me, Merritt Weaver. um, Like I said, uh, Ray Seahorn and uh, Caitlin Dever. Those are the three really big misses to me. So, uh, but, yeah, there was a lot of other good ones in there. Darcy Carden got nominated and, and some other stuff, so... Yeah, good stuff as well.
1: Uh, overall, you happy with this? Not happy? Or uh... Honestly, irrelevant. Like I said before, I don't care that much about award uh, presentations. I mean, I know it means something to them in the industry, but mm-hmm. so little of what I regularly watch and regularly enjoy ever makes it on the list that i just been detached for it for a really long time. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the Emmys, uh, the winners do get announced in September, so look out for that when that happens. Uh, I might do a solo podcast on that to go through the winners and stuff, uh, we'll show May maybe I'll be on a Geek Town episode and talk about that, or something else. We shall figure that out in two months' time, so, uh, there we go, um, especially if Unbelievable wins, you know, I'll be pretty happy about that, and if Darcy Carden mm-hmm. wins and, uh, some other people, so, we shall see, but you, the audience, the people that listen to this podcast, um, what do you think of, first of all, all the trailers that we talked about, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg doing some albums and stuff, uh, Kiefer Sutherland returning to screens, uh, or at least holding a gun and chasing people, chasing the bad guys returning to screens, uh, New Mutants and cinema releases and all that sort of stuff, and the Emmy Awards. Let us know what you think, your questions, thoughts, ideas, comments, concerns, whatever. Any big snubs for you, any big wins for you, let us know. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Thank you all very much for listening. That will do it for this episode. You can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk, that would be really good. That would be really cool. Uh, there's a few different options for you patreon we are on there you can have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for instant podcast ad free podcast and review options as well amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on amazon we can get a small cut but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those as well whether it's the individual feeds or the main entertainment talk feed get yourself subscribed rate and review and tell people uh, David is also on iTunes through Geek Town as well of course uh, you can rate, review, subscribe to that Geek Town Radio Tuesdays uh, geektown.co.uk for all of your up to date and reliable TV and film news I'm pretty sure that David will be talking about nominee nomi Emanations uh, next week because usually he records geek town on Mondays and this came out today and it's Tuesday So pretty sure that will be next week. So we shall see uh, Bex is streaming every day on Twitch uh, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S So Trista bites B-Y-T-E-S go and follow her subscribe to her get involved with all that cool stuff Barry is doing horror podcasts on his new YouTube channel talk and stalk on there go and subscribe if you like horror stuff or if you just want to support him subscribe to him watch his videos Do whatever you want to do. Uh, That's pretty cool over there. There's two episodes for his horror podcast, so go and check that out. I'm streaming sometimes on Twitch, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And once I'm done with that, Last of Us Part 2 New Game Plus, so look out for that. Let's Play Sundays will be back soon, but have a look at the 50 episodes that are out there. That's everything from us. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.